your work week is over. back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. I don't know you, but I'm glad you're here. This is <laughs> The Last Word brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. What an audience. We have a race weekend in front of us. We are talking football. We're going to have a little fun at the end of our show, making a little comparison between the Brickyard and the NFL and what it takes to be good in those independent leagues. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's a fun little game, Matey. <laughs> Matt Taylor, voice hey, of the Colts. It's Memorial Day weekend That's in right. Indianapolis. That no wrong it, answers. And there isn't. And to you people listening in the Coca-Cola lot, you're nuts. <laughs> we love you. Have fun. Be safe. Take a shower. Somebody take a shower. Here we go. Let me tell you what's going on right now for the next, oh, I'd say 45 of an hour or so. We are going to discuss the first week of the Colts OTAs. Wrapping up this week, Kenny Moore. Some people are calling a holdout. Yeah. I'm calling it a sit-out yeah. because he's it's in the building. Like a sit out. He's right. watching practice, kind of sitting out to the side. Some offseason quarterback burning questions we're going to answer. We're going to hear from Nick Foles, the big man. And I do mean the big man. He will be coming in the studio to say hello. And again, we got some Indy 500 and Colts comparisons at the end of the show. After all, it is the greatest spectacle in racing. Let's go to the Colts defensive secondary. And of course, when you talk about that, they got some good ones back there, led by Kenny Moore. Mate, I called it a sit-out, not a holdout. Uh, he is watching the OTAs go on right now, but he is not participating uh, in practice due to the contract. Is some issues he's having with his contract, rather. He has two years remaining on said contract. It's very rare in the Chris Ballard era to see a player sit out even during the voluntary part of the offseason program, let alone training yeah, camp, etc. I, I can't think of another time it's happened. Seriously, are we worried? Should we be worried about Kenny Moore in this sit-down? Uh, you know, because we are. We're a few months away from getting to Grand Park. Where are we right. at? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you should be worried. You know, obviously, we're still in the voluntary part of the off-season program. The mandatory mini camp is coming up in early June in a couple weeks, and if he doesn't take part in that, that's when you know things would escalate into a holdout of sorts. Um, but he's been one of the best cornerbacks in the game since 2017, and he's shown his versatility. He can play nickel. He can play on the outside. He doesn't leave the field. I mean, he plays over 90% of the snaps in each of the last four years, including 97% of the snaps last year. You know, he's got great value. Led the NFL in tackles among all cornerbacks last year. He's got four picks in each of the last couple of seasons. He can rack up sacks. He can blitz off the edge. So, Jeffrey, you know this about me. I'm not a big I'm not a big contract slash business guy. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of stay out of that. But I do know this. When Kenny Moore signed his contract in 2019 – it was a big contract for someone who at that point played mostly nickel, uh, was an undrafted guy with just two years under his belt. Cold showed him love. Mm-hmm. Sure. And at that time, only one year as a full-time starter. But I think it's fair to say that he's outplayed that contract with what he's shown the last couple of years. So how does this get resolved? I mean, how serious is this? I mean, if Kenny doesn't partake in minicamp, I think that'll give us our answer. But I think I think both sides have a point. Kenny Moore feels like he's outplayed his deal. He reportedly has a new agent now. The Colts gave him a fair deal in 2019 at that time. Kenny signed it. You know, I don't know if highest the Colts paid, highest paid slot corner in the league when he signed it. At that, that. time, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if the Colts are going to want to, you know, set a precedent in and renegotiating a deal with multiple seasons still on it. You know, I doubt Chris Ballard is interested in doing that. 
um, at least initially, because of the message it could send to the rest of the locker room. So it's going to be very interesting to see if this graduates to, like you said, a holdout in minicamp. I'm sure something will be resolved. Kenny Moore uh, slowly through his career, like you said, undrafted free agent. Uh, you know, had a he was with the Patriots for a while in training camp. Colts scooped him up, and it's been you know mm-hmm. he hasn't looked back since. So I understand what you're saying, but with two years left on the contract, that's when it becomes a slippery slope. So we're going to leave that to Chris Ballard and uh, the financial guys up in the front office up there to get it done. All I know is this. We need best players on the field, and Kenny Moore is one of them. So yeah. I'm sure this thing's going to work itself out. Now, we're saying hello to some new people around here. Obviously, some of the drivers that are going to be going this weekend in the Indy 500, they're familiar with Indianapolis because they work here and you know even some of the new guys from Europe. Well, welcome Nick Foles to the neighborhood because he is here. He is moving here. He's got his family with him here, and he is officially a Colt, okay? I love the signing. Love Nick Foles for a long time. Been that guy, Matt, that, that he's that underdog guy, especially sure. we saw it when he won the title with the Eagles coming in for uh, you know a relief duty of an injured Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and then going on an incredible run. I love the fact that Nick Foles is in the Frank Reich barn of quarterbacks because of what they had in the past. He's a great guy, Clyde Chris. Christensen, a friend of the show, you know, a longtime NFL coach, raves about what he brings to the locker room, another leadership voice mm-hmm. in this sort of thing. So it's a, such a win-win. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be coming up with Nick Foles in a minute. He's going to stop by and say, but Mate, what are you thinking on this thing? The relationship with Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, he and Ballard spent time together when he was in Kansas City before Chris Ballard came over here. So he knows the front office. Mm-hmm. He knows the head coaches. But we're getting a guy that is literally will be re- remembered in the history of the annals of NFL history for the run that they had to win the Super Bowl. And, of course, right. Matt, I'm talking about the Philly special, the play heard around yeah. the world. Out- outdueling, uh, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots right. in, that, in that Super Bowl. I mean, it's an epic game. But, um, yeah, as far as the Colts and, and their prioritization, if that's the right word, to bring in a veteran quarterback this offseason, I, th- I think the Colts would have liked to have – brought in a veteran quarterback this entire time, but they weren't just going to do it to do it. It had to be the right guy at the right time at the right price. So I think this move, Jeffrey, again, proves that or shows that the Colts are in a win-now window. They've got a sense of urgency about this upcoming season. Everything they've done this offseason has been about addressing areas of need in a big way. And if for some reason Matt Ryan goes down, which historically he does not, they don't want this season to uh, to be sacrificed. There's a great roster on hand. There's a good chance this team can do something special. And if for some reason a 37-year-old quarterback and Matt Ryan can't play, they know Nick Foles can. He can come in and win games and keep the Colts in games, especially given his history doing just that with Frank Reich in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Here is Coach Frank Reich on the Colts wanting to bring in a veteran quarterback all offseason long. You know, what Chris and I said was, yeah, in a perfect world, we get a proven backup. But if it doesn't happen, we're not going to chase it. We're not going to overpay. For, you know, we're not going to do something crazy that could hurt the team long term. You guys know I wanted Nick. I mean, I've wanted Nick since I've been here um, to be on this team because I, I think he's that good of a player. And I think he's the perfect backup quarterback. So it, it literally fell into our lap. We didn't chase it. If it wouldn't have worked out, we would have been happy with Sam but we're really happy we got Nick. Love it. Love the familiarity with it. Love the relationship also, that they had. Can I, can I just add one thing Go before right we ahead. transition into the next thing? I, I give Mike Chappell credit for this. and I, 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 read it, I read it the other day and was blown away, and he's exactly right. I mean, the Colts, they traded Carson Wentz in March. At that point, 
Matt Ryan really wasn't on the radar. Right. They didn't know he was going to be available, right? You you can thank the uh, Falcons for you know pursuing Deshaun Watson for that. Thanks to Cleveland for listening to Atlanta. Right. You know what I'm saying? That and Matt Ryan gets sniffing of that and, and says, then, "What's going on here?" Right. And then the Bears released Nick Foles three weeks ago. The Colts pounce on him. So Mike Chappell had this in a span of about two and a half months or so. Mm-hmm. The Colts quarterback room has gone from zero starts, zero passes thrown in the NFL. You know, Sam Ellinger, like if he didn't make any of these moves, Sam Ellinger would be, you know, QB1, sure. if you will. So you go from zero starts, no passes thrown in the NFL to 278 <laughs> starts, over 73,000 yards, two Super Bowl appearances, and one world championship. One guy won an MVP of the Super Bowl. Another guy's been the MVP of the league. How about that, man? <laughs> yes. and, 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 Nick two Foles, and, a half and Nick Foles has 56 career starts, and you're talking about, what, 237, did you say? Just look at that. 278 278, starts 278 rather, yeah, combined. combined. And I'm talking, that's over 200 for Matt Ryan, <laughs> who, as you know, is the leader of this, captain of this ship here right now, and he's been, been getting rave reviews as far as the coaching staff and teammates go, as far what Matt Ryan brings on the field, mm-hmm. uh, to the playbook, and of course, most importantly, the leadership. These guys know what they have there. So that brings us to some burning time. And I'm not talking about JMV, who's out at the Coke lot at Carb Day right now because <laughs> he's about to soil himself. So he has a burning feeling. I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm talking about quarterback burning questions, Matey. Come on. Colts man. training camp. That's my guy. Come on. We got to give JMV a little bit of a hard time. Colts training camp, two months away. Okay. We're going to answer a series of these questions leading up to it. Today we're going to start with the quarterbacks. Mate, right. you're up. What do you think? The passing game is going to look like next season with Matt Ryan at the quarterback position. I'm just going to ask you right out. Is it 50-50 run pass? Is it 60-40 pass run? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have the finest running back in the NFL behind you know Matt Ryan. Right. I, I think, yeah, that's a good starting point. Jonathan Taylor uh, rushing for 1,800 yards and averaging you know 23 carries per game. Uh, that's not necessarily a good thing for uh-huh. the Colts coming uh-huh. up next season. I think this passing game is going to be fun. I think it's going to be quick rhythm, ball out fast, quick diagnosis from the quarterback, get the ball into playmakers' hands and go. Yards after catch, elite-level accuracy. I think Matt Ryan is destined for another 4,200-yard, 25-touchdown season. I think the passing game is going to be a lot healthier than it was last season. You've got more playmakers. Admittedly, this week, Frank Reich, when he spoke to the media after OTAs on Wednesday, talked about being a little bit too run-oriented down the stretch with Jonathan Taylor. I think if the Colts are, again, over 4,000 yards passing, if that rushing total for Jonathan Taylor is more in the 1,300-yard the range, you know, well over 1,000, he's going to get his big plays, his big runs. But if you're if you're not as dependent on Jonathan Taylor down the stretch, that's a good thing in my opinion for the Colts to be more balanced between the run and the pass next season. I think that's going to bode well for this offense in the passing. Again, game. here's Frank Reich. Early impressions working with Matt Ryan. I always knew he was a great passer, but like his accuracy, it's it's insane. I mean, it's insane accurate. You know, it just reminds me of the Peyton Mannings of the world, the Philip Rivers of the world, just his his accuracy and. You know, it's just how smart he is, what a natural leader he is, um, the way he thinks of the game. You know, he really, really keeps it simple. For a guy that's smart, he really keeps it simple, and he wants to keep it simple. He's the kind of, you know, some guys want to keep adding to the offense. You know, what we, you know, Marcus and Matt and I and the rest of the guys, you know, we're talking about what can we take out. Let's, let's just eliminate the clutter. Let's just get to the plays that, 
you know, that we like. We built a thing over four years. Now's a chance to reset. I know we've had a different quarterback every year, but you know, Matt, Matt is really, let's dial it back, get good at the basics, and um, get to know our guys. Giddy. Giddy, to say the least, out of the head coach, working with a veteran like that whose presence has already been felt to the equipment staff, to the trainers, to the people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Not just the teammates, the people that work in this building that we're coming to you from right now. Uh, he's just come in right away and had those comparisons to 18. So we're in good hands. This guy is not done with football. He's got a lot left in him, and I love the leadership skills. Okay, listen to this, Maytay. I know you're going to do this. I know the kind of athlete that you are. Pure athleticism out of the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. So registration for the 10th annual Indian- I got to start stretching. Indianapolis Colts 5K run slash walk. It doesn't matter. Just show up. They're going to feed you drinks and stuff like that and all that. <laughs> heavy to keep going. They'll if keep you, you want to run, yes, they you will. can run. If you want to walk, if you want to skip, it doesn't matter. Come on out and have some fun. Presented by Indiana University Health and sponsored in part by WTTD. TTV TV. Say that one three times, mate. Easy for you to say. WTTV TV CBS and Meyer is now open. All in-person events will take place. Watch this. Lucas Oil Stadium, Saturday, August 27th. It'll be nice and toasty. Participants will have the opportunity to finish the race on the 50-yard line. Right there in the 50 at Lucas Oil. You can enjoy a post-race celebration with awards, live music, food, and drink specials as well. Participants also receive a finisher t-shirt, a medal, and a ticket to the Colts' home preseason game versus Tampa Bay that evening. More info and if you want to register, real simple. Log on to Colts5K.com. Listen, when we come back, we're going to hear from the newly signed quarterback Nick Foles. He's going to discuss what brought him to Indianapolis, what he likes about it, his close relationship with Frank Reich, and what he thinks of the Colts offensive skill players. You're listening to The Last Word. It is Carb Day. It is Memorial Day weekend. It is race weekend. Coming back with a whole lot more right here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Mate, I don't know what's going out there at Carb Day because I'm not there. <laughs> no, you're not. But <laughs> if I'm there to watch the entertainment there, and it's great entertainment here in the year. Yeah, it's, it's the all-star game of people watching. And yes, it is. That's but, what I call but it. But Rick Springfield, who you're listening to right now, featured performer, I've said this as soon as I heard it months ago that he was going to be the feature performer. You got to open your set with Jesse's girl, <laughs> and you got to close your set with Jesse's girl. So you think give so? the fans twice of the loving. It's, it's that good of a song. Well, it's, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's about <laughs> the only one we know, right? Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't I'm not say ripping that. the guy, but we got a song going around. I've done everything for you. But you done nothing for me. That's Springfield. Me. That's Rick Springfield, or you know, don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers, baby. Don't you talk? <laughs> I thought that was Michael McDonald. Affair to the baby. heart. Don't you do What's a fair to the heart? Uh, sing it. You can sing. Or love love somebody. You gotta I'm, love. I'm just I'm some... going down the catalog right, right now. No there's no a lot. Idea. There's a lot of plays on. He does. On he's got some hits. All right, my bad. Sorry, I've Rick Springfield. I've done everything for you. All right, good job, Rick Springfield. We love you out there. Put your poncho on. Hey, don't forget <laughs> your rain poncho. Don't, don't forget. I got I got a couple of things I don't want you to forget about, and one of them that we're yes. brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Down 
download the app today. Make every moment more and download the weekly official podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your cult. This week we talked about the first week of OTAs and discussed the bounce back seasons from Paris Campbell, Dio Dangbo, who both dealt with injuries in 2021. We need some contributions and they will be good ones from those two young men. Check that out right now. Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast. All right. Not too long ago, we visited with the newly signed Colts quarterback, Nick Foles. Here is the veteran. Take a listen. Let's not waste another minute in to the studio. Nick Foles, glad you're here. We've watched your career for a lot of times. We have mutual friends and stuff. And you talk about a pro, Matt Taylor. You want a professional to come in here and coming in at the backup position behind Matt Ryan. Welcome, Nick Foles. So glad you're here. I just want to start off with why. You know, we're going to ask those questions why. A lot of people, a lot of teams in this in this league are looking for quality guys to play the position. Starter and backup, but you said Indianapolis. Was it the Frank Wright connection? You know, that was a big part of it. I think just this part, point in my career, you know, going in year 11, uh, it's been a wild career. Um, a lot of ups and downs, just a lot of different things that I've learned from, different places I've been, different people I've met. And I just got to the point now, you know, we have two kids, one on the way, and, you know, just playing football. I just wanted to go somewhere where – you know, great culture, great team, um, obviously great head coach, um, someone, you know, Frank and I have a really great relationship, but someone um, I, I saw myself, I've seen myself playing for the last several years. You know, I've always admired Frank, even, you know, when we were in Philadelphia and then when he came here. Um, but just the opportunity to come here to be a part of a team that I've watched from afar um, with their culture. And then also, you know, Matt Ryan being here, it's great. I think it's a great fit. Um, he's a tremendous quarterback. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the room and just help this team in any way I can. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl MVP. How about this one, Mate? Highest completion percentage in the playoffs forever. <laughs> For as long as the league has been around, it's Nick Foles that holds that. So a lot of teams are out there, a quarterback position, quarterback position. W- when you're at this point in your career, do you say, hey, I'm gonna, I want to start. I want to go out there and start. And then, you know what? If you wait around long enough in this league, Nick, you know it. There's going to be that position. But you knew coming here, you were going to be a backup to uh, you know, to Matt Ryan. Well, how was that process, that thought process of going in? Because you prepare like a starter, and I know day one, you're ready to go in the game when called on. Yeah, I think it just goes back to, you know, where where I'm at in life right now and what I've learned. And the biggest thing, you know, taking this off season and just, you know, being at home, uh, just being with the kids, being with my wife, uh, just Tori and I were talking through everything. And we just realized we just really wanted to be in a healthy situation where, you know, just going to work, like just enjoying the grind, being with, you know, learning the game, growing in the game. And this just was the f- perfect fit. And sometimes when it's the perfect fit, it doesn't happen. It just teams don't need it and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think I was just uh, excited that this came to be um, when it did. And I'm just grateful to be here. Let's talk about this real quick. Sam Ellinger is a young guy. He's out of, out of Texas. I mean, you're a Texas guy. You played your high school football there and stuff. And in, in teaching these young quarterbacks, because we've seen other quarterbacks around the league, they're saying, hey, I'm here to you know earn my paycheck and win games. I'm not here to be a teacher. How is that when it comes in? you got a guy like Ellinger who's going to look up to Nick Foles and take everything you say with a sponge. No, I think, you know, there's definitely quarterbacks, like you said, that it's, you know, their their focus is on them, and that's great. You know, that's how they, they handle their business. That's how they're pros, and I, I have all the respect in the world for them. I actually, you know, I, I love uh, in the QB room, especially with younger players, mm-hmm. uh, helping them along. 
um, teaching if they have questions I want to help them because my I'll be long gone you know watching them play and uh, my goal by the end of it is to sit down with my kid and say hey you know there's Sam or you know when I was Philly you know in Philly I was with Nate Sudfeld yeah. who I'm really close with so mm-hmm. you know watching Nate and everything like that so that's my goal and then you know coming here it's actually unique um, because I'm learning a new offensive scheme and so Sam knows more of this than I do so I'm asking him questions oh, really? and he's been really helpful I know the scheme but just the verbiage and everything is all new to me sure. so he's been really helpful and we both we actually both went to the same high school in Westlake yeah. uh, 10 years <laughs> oh, apart oh that's right yeah and so. and uh Kylan Granson no, Drew, or maybe, but Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is so. Drew Brees is ten years older than me, and then I'm ten years. Well, older I thought I thought Kylan Granson and Sam Ellinger were teammates. Yeah, they probably in high were. school. See, they're ten years so, younger. So three guys on the same NFL yeah. team from the yeah. same high school. Football. See, I didn't factor. even I didn't even know he went to Westlake. So that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Well, well, Nick, you, you talk about by the way, Nick Foles is with us, Colts quarterback. You talk about that relationship with Frank Reich. It was so special in Philadelphia. He actually a couple weeks ago uh, presented you the the call to courage award and in Buffalo how did that come to be why was it so special and how did you guys sort of you know hit it off right away as you did in Philly yeah I think the big thing was just uh just Frank as a human being um we just connected right away um just how he sees life um you know obviously his faith in Christ uh, I was taking seminary classes at the time and he went through seminary so he was actually wanting to see my papers <laughs> so I was more nervous to giving him my papers and I was giving my professor um, but he was really helpful through that process. Yeah. And he obviously is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, backup to ever play the game. So uh, he understands what it's like in that position because it's different than being the starter. And I've right. been in both, so I've, I've seen it. But I think just the connection there and just the respect I have for him as like a human being and how he just always handled our room and our team in mm-hmm. Philadelphia and then obviously keeping in touch with him since. So um, the opportunity to come here and be here to play for him as a head coach, I'm grateful for. What about the coaching aspect of that relationship with you, yep. X's and O's wise? You know, it's it's that that famous story in 2017 where you guys almost put in a, not a new playbook, but a different set of plays to fit your strengths. What was it about his ability to do that and sort of put you at ease that that helped you in that process? Yeah, I think there's just different philosophies in coaching. Some are, you know, they run their offense, and that's how it is. And, you know, we had an offensive scheme, but what I was really appreciative of the coaches in Philadelphia as a whole and Frank um, in particular is they went back to my film when um, we were lighting up the league in 2013 and just like, what were we doing? And then he was able – you know, we were running plays that we had sort of in the offense in Philly, but he was able to, you know, build the offense around who I am as a player. And we went out to practice one day when we had a bye week before the playoffs because that's when we sort of adjusted everything. And he's like, we're not going to talk to you. You just play. You do the reads. You do whatever you want to do. You play with your instincts and just see what happens. I had a wristband with all the plays on it. No coach talked to me the entire practice. <laughs> nice. And it was an ama- <laughs> And I was making throws, like, and I all of a sudden started going unconscious, like just seeing everything, feeling everything. And something started cha- coming back to me that I had felt in 13, which, yeah. you know, it was my basically my instincts, my basketball playing, like just feeling the game and understanding the game and playing fast. And um, in the Atlanta game, in the first playoff game we played, I think it was like the second half, it, everything just started clicking and we had a lot of completions. Then um, the rest is history after that. But it just showed me that the game of football was so much fun. There was always answers. I, I enjoyed playing it. It was so much fun playing the game. We were never out of the game. And that feeling is not always there um, based on where you are, uh, what team you play for. So I'm very blessed that in my career I've been able to feel that Mm -hmm. um, several years. And, uh, you know, no matter what, when I finish playing the game, I'm just grateful that 
I was able to feel that while playing the game. That's Nick Foles, Colts quarterback. We're going to talk about what you're going to do here. I mean, your career, we'll be talking about it for you know years from now because we don't know what this season holds and how much playing time you get. But I want to go back to what you did do, and that was get, get a locker room behind you in 17 after the quarterback, Carson Wentz, goes down in Philadelphia. You had to earn their trust. And they did. And you went on a run that'll be two people will talk about for 100 years as far as winning that championship. Getting that trust from your teammates as a backup at that time, how important is that to you? And number two is, tell me about Philly Special. Yeah. Because that you know that play is linked here in Indianapolis with you and Frank Reich and stuff. But I, and Trey like, Burton. And Trey yeah. Burton. I and just, Press Taylor was yeah, here, too. That's true. Yeah. So you got the whole gang. We just need Corey Clement to come over here. <laughs> um, but uh, I think... I think the big thing I'll start. I guess I'll just start with the uh, the Philly special. Um, you know that being you know being such a unique play and Frank and Press and everything, just having the confidence to put it in and and run it is really special. Um, and then tell me your first part question. But you, but you again, because we saw the video. You're like, yeah, let's run with it. Let's yeah, go with it. Not I mean, a, you had to be in on that as well as the quarterback of this offense to go. You know what? It is the biggest game of our careers. Why not? Yeah, I think the the thing that I always like to talk about that in that situation, you saw a head coach trust his quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's huge in this league um, when you have a good relationship between the play caller and the quarterback to where it's a it's a really tough situation fourth and one in the biggest game of anyone's life and uh i go over there and i feel a play that's not a normal play it's a very unique play where i'm going out on a route and he has the confidence in me to say yes like doug could have chosen another play but he didn't and that's something i remember playing and and even with frank like just when a quarterback understands it like they have the opportunity to override it like they're the head ball coach but i think it's great when you can get the uh, trust of your coach and that's the trust i want to talk about with your teammates teammates. because you as a backup you go hey i gotta get these guys behind me if tragedy strikes to our starter then i'm in there and i'm the guy whether you like it or not nick Foles, you know this better than anybody you're a leader once you sign with that football team if you're playing the quarterback position no doubt no doubt and i think in philadelphia with the the leadership and the locker room I think a big part of that too was you know being drafted there and playing three seasons and obviously we went through a lot in my rookie year and then uh you know the second year was a record-breaking year and we had a really good year so I played with a lot of those guys in the third year um you know we were six and two and I broke a collarbone again uh, on my throwing shoulder and I went down I was out the rest of the season so I had been with those guys and we had played at a high level and I got to know them as people Mm -hmm. most importantly um so when that happened in 17 uh, it was just stepping in a huddle with some guys I was familiar with, some that were new, and we just sort of – we'd been there before. And I think the big thing is just going in, doing your job, but getting to know your teammates as best you can. I mean, there's so many people in these buildings, and if you're not here for multiple years, it's hard um, to get to know everyone well. Yeah. But uh, I was fortunate in Philadelphia where it was, you know, like a family. I got to know them all. And, you know, I had a cent- you know a center in Jason Kelsey who's the best. And, and- nobody thought you were going to win, by the way. None. Yeah. Including I- us in Indy. Said, no, the great team, but they're not going to win it. But you guys just kept proving the naysayers uh, the, yeah, the other way. I-, I think we are first round by and we were like the the least feared yeah. team and it was because of me exactly like and, and, and you know that you know it's funny we uh we had a great team and i think that that's awesome we man. showed that we had a great team we had great coaches and that's what this game's about that's it's, what it's everyone saying. and that's... i think we make it so much the quarterback's a big position we know that um he runs the ship but you can't do it without your teammates and you can't do it without your coaches everyone's got to be on the same page and I think if I say anything throughout my whole career, what I've learned is as long as everyone can be synced and 
they care about each other and not themselves, I think it becomes really Ooh, special. I love that. Selfless. Selfless yep. gets us victories. <laughs> yep. Hey, Nick, you talk about Frank Reich and, 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 and the Colts. What, what do you think it means for the Colts to bring you in here? It's It's got a chance to be a really good team, a really good roster. Uh, it needs good options at quarterback. Should something happen to one guy, they still need somebody to come in and, and win football games that has experience doing it just as, as you do. Is that how you look at this opportunity coming in here? and joining this roster that's that's sort of ready to go and ready to win right now? Yeah, I think the big thing, too, um, with you know Frank bringing me in and Chris bringing me in um, was you, they know that I'm going to be Matt Ryan's biggest fan, that I'm going to be right there for him. It's it's about getting him ready. It's about him. You know, He's the leader of the team. He's doing it. It's really great, on, great watching him work because mm-hmm. I've never – I've played against Matt, but I've never um, been on the same team. So even being here a few days and seeing how he – conducts himself in meetings um, with the guys at practice watching him throw the ball right I'm always trying to learn I, I don't have all the answers I don't have all the throws like watching so I'm watching all these different techniques so uh, I'm here to to help in any role I, I I can be in I mean last year um, Chicago for some reason made me the three and um, the good Lord did a lot of work <laughs> on my heart in that position but I'm grateful for it I got to be in that role with you know Andy and Justin and be there with my teammates and uh, we made the most of the year as best we could right. um, so to be here my goal is to help the room help the young guys and be be there with Matt be a sounding board if he needs it um, but be let him know like while he's playing like he's got a guy right there that's got his back and is cheering him on immediately one of the leaders of this Colts offense this Colts locker room is Nick Foles coming in his veteran leadership obviously with Matt Ryan I can't wait for this year to happen uh, what have you seen you only been here for a minute but but what have you seen? You got some guys out there, Michael Pittman. He said, know what Jonathan Taylor can do. You don't have a, a T.Y. Hilton anymore, any veterans. Some new guys, young guys on the offense, specifically in the wide receiver position. So far, so good. What have you seen? Yeah, I'm trying to learn everyone's names. That's always the hardest part with, with uh, transitioning. But I'd say as a whole, you see guys that, um, you know, you got, we have big receivers, big tight ends, which is great. Um, great running backs. O-line's doing a nice job. Matt's conducting the offense well. Um, but I think the big thing, just big picture, is you see a, a team that practices well together, that, that works hard, that cares about um, the little things and wants to correct them. And then I think it's really great, you know, just in the in the meeting rooms, just learning football, the teaching of it, the why, what are we doing, mm-hmm. the answers. Um, it's really great. I, I'm excited every day I come into work. I've only been here. This is my first week, but um, there's been a lot of extra work for me just catching up the speed. Um, but I go to bed at night, excited to come in, and that's a big thing. Nick Foles joins us here. So happy that you're here. But I want to ask you this, and then we'll let you go. A guy of your a pro, I mean, all, you know, everything, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Do you still get nervous? Do you still get butterflies? You're coming into a new environment, a new locker room, new faces. Does Nick Foles still say, ah, I've got to take a breath. I let God go in first and I follow behind. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. I think it's uh it's a transition. I think I was talking to a friend this offseason, and uh, I was just talking to him about the journey, and he's like, you know, um, each each time you transition, you know, it's a, it's a culture shock. He's like, he's a missionary. He's been a missionary. He's like, anytime I go to a new place, it's, it's six months to a year, and it's a culture shock until you adjust. So you got to give yourself grace because a lot of times you go into a new position, you just want everything to click. Yeah, right. And that was a really great conversation. So coming into this situation, I felt really comfortable. I wanted to be here, and it just worked out, and I'm, I'm grateful for the Lord for allowing me to be here. Um, but, yeah, you're exactly right, just letting faith take control and just stepping in. And I think the big thing is just do my job, come in here, work, get to know the guys, and just enjoy it because at the end of the day, this is most likely the latter part of my career. 
and I just really want to look back and just be like, you know, the last several years were really enjoyable. I, I love going to work. It's going to be a grind. It's going to sure. be hard work. It is. But as long as you love the grind and you enjoy it, um, that's what it's all about. And obviously give all glory to God. All right. Well, this weekend, yes, absolutely. And this weekend, there's a big race here in Indiana, guy. Now, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so there's, I know. A, there's a big Indianapolis <laughs> 500. By the way, I said this to Matt. I, I, I said this as soon as Nick walked in, I go, God, he's sneaky big. I mean, this is a large man we're talking about playing the quarterback <laughs> position. So with that said, I'm sorry, you couldn't fit in an Indy car to take a run around the track. I couldn't, but I can watch it for sure. <laughs> I can get into <laughs> that's it. That's so. a smart way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nick Foles, one of the leaders of this Colts And he's a Hoosier. Early, that's right. <laughs> Indiana guys, appreciate the time. Can't wait to watch what you do. Can't wait to watch you lead the young guys. If the time comes for the field, we know what you can do there. So happy that you're here, Nick Foles. Appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Big thanks to Nick Foles. Love the guy. Just a guy's guy been in the league for 10 years he well, seems like a guy you rake leads with he acts like a regular guy but he does not look like a regular he's guy a to your point yeah. he is deceptively big he's a giant he came in here and filled out the room easily he's a and big man dio dangbo another guy fills out the room i'm not calling Foles like a dio but when these guys come yeah. in the room deforest buckner i mean you couldn't see the light he's a great guy and uh, he's obviously a very, very good quarterback, and it's awesome to have him in the fold here with the Colts. Love his attitude, too. Knows what he is when he's coming in. I'm a backup to Matt Ryan, and the Colts are in good mm-hmm. position when it comes to insurance. Yeah, he he knows what he's here to position. do. Love yep. it. All right. After a quick timeout, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding Colts and 1,000-yard receivers that they've had. Mm-hmm. We're also going to make some Indy 500 and Colts comparisons before the big race this Sunday at the Motor Speedway. This is the last word. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name is Gorman. We're going to close the show right after this, 93.5-1075, The Fan. We talk Colts football every Friday on The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. That's right, and Guns N' Roses, apparently, too. Do you hear that bass line? Oh, Duff yeah. McKagan? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Slash. Original members of Kings of Chaos but this, that are uh, playing out at Carb Day today at the Speedway. Seriously? That was that connection, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Look at you, Mate. You're all over it. I've never seen Kings of Kings of Chaos, I should say. Easier for me to say, right? I wish I would have been out there today for it. You should have. You had your... Uh, you know, you took every cutoffs that you were <laughs> traditionally at this time. Did you ever cross paths with uh, Guns N' Roses on all of your rock and roll adventures back in the day? Slash, I have. No one else other than Slash back in the day in Los Angeles who uh, knew a couple people that I knew and stuff. So the, and the, I will the, crows, say this, the Crows never did a twin bill with never. Guns N' Roses? No, no, no. Black Crows never did nothing. But they were friends with them, and Slash especially. And I'll say this, sweetest man around. Really? Oh, just an angel. A, a sweetheart of a guy. Slash, very nice. Doesn't, you know, has an imposing look on that when he's on stage. No, he's just a... Just yeah, he does. Kid, he yeah. does look intimidating no, when he's, he's on stage. But he's stage. not. He's a football fan too. So I mean, you've oh really? To him in the year. Yeah, it's great. Who's so. his team? Uh, I think it's probably Dallas or something. If I remember, the Giants, one of those yeah. big time names. But we've talked to him about that stuff through the years too. But anyway, good stuff. Good pull on that, Matty. Yeah, Rocket Queen. One of the. Uh, I'm not sure how many people are bringing us back with Rocket Queen other than me. Uh, a you. deep cut on Appetite for Destruction well, back in the day. Hey, JMV doesn't even dig as deep as you do, brother. I'll <laughs> tell you that much right now. Don't forget. I've, I've called in and requested Rocket Queen with uh, John's show before. He played it. Oh, yeah. Did he? Uh, he broke it out. 
B105.7 played Rocket Queen. JMB, if you're listening. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's first time for everything. Find a porta, John, and get <laughs> off the people's lawns and quit peeing in their bushes, JMV. All right, don't forget, single-game tickets at the Colts' 2022 home games at Lucas Oil Stadium. They're officially on sale now. Don't miss out on regular season matchups against the AFC South rivals and meetings with the Chiefs, Steelers, Eagles, Chargers, Commanders, to name a few. Get your tickets. Head to thecolts.com website or slash tickets or ticketmaster.com boy that's a terrible read there i'm just i mean <laughs> that was just awful bro i just i had to do, buy I had one at, job go I to colts.com and buy tickets yeah it's just like he just butchers everything that he does good <laughs> lord all right mate tay meyer uh the last word brought to you by our friends at meyer okay as we say week in and week out the official super center of the or indianapolis colts proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the midwest let's put the thinking caps on folks if you're listening especially you guys at the carb day right now that are at the coca-cola lot find a porta john don't soil yourself but while you're walking find this answer okay from our friends at forum credit union it's a question of the week michael Pittman jr and don't forget second-round pick from the previous NFL draft, Alec Pierce. They could form a real nice wide receiver tandem for the Colts next season. Mm-hmm. Pittman, he's coming off his first 1,000-yard season last year in 2021. Now, when was the last time the Colts had two, I say two pass catchers, go over 1,000 receiving yards oh, in wow. the same season? And I will say this, keywords in that question, pass catchers. Why are those keywords? Well, because you could have a pass catcher who plays a wide receiver position. You could have a pass catcher that plays a running back position. Okay. You could have right. a pass catcher that's a tight end. So not necessarily two wide receivers. Not necessarily okay. two wide receivers. Even though we opened with Pittman and Pierce are going to be a nice tandem. Last time the Colts had two pass catchers go over 1,000 receiving yards in the same season. Give me the year. Before you gave me the hint on the pass catchers, I was going – I was going to go like 2012, 2013. I thought initially Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton. Kind of close. Kind of close. Reggie Wayne, yes. I don't think Reggie was – he probably wasn't over 1,000 yards those seasons, though. 2009, Mate. Reggie Wayne and watch this. Dallas Clark, the Iron Man himself. Dallas Clark each went over 1,000 yards that season in 2009. You have to go back to 2006 for the last time the team had two wide receivers. Wayne and Marvin Harrison accomplished that feat. So good stuff going as far as the wide receivers and Reggie Wayne Colts wide receiver coach going to be in the Hall of Fame next year good job don't forget Reggie is on our coaching staff people mm-hmm. people tend to forget that a little bit we've got Reggie I'm I'm hoping the chance in the corner are every <laughs> week just like when he played here hey listen when when Michael Pittman Jr. scores a touchdown Reggie Wayne's going to be like at the numbers sure, on sure. the field you jumping know, giving, up and down yeah, yeah. jumping up and down and giving those helmet slaps absolutely all right listen up fans you can you can go on the forum credit union question of the week fan forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online. You post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Let's get to it. The Indy 500 is going to kick off on Sunday. The Colts comparisons are coming at you now. I don't know if this is going to be real fun. I don't know if this is going to be real dumb, but it's probably <laughs> my fault, Mate. All right. I think so it's going to be great. Here's what we did, okay? When we're going to talk drivers and teams in the Indy 500, we're going to compare them with Colts players. For instance, ready for a big jump. You hear that a lot. This team led by so-and-so driver is ready for a big jump. Who is ready for a big jump in 2022 with these Indianapolis Colts? All right. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna test my IndyCar knowledge. I did some prep going into this. No, you beat me. You beat me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not an IndyCar aficionado like sure. 
like, uh, you know, uh, Jake or Kevin or, or Kevin. But I'm going to say guys ready for a big jump on the IndyCar series or in, on the grid coming up on Sunday at yeah. the Indy 500. I'm saying ready for a big jump, Alexander Rossi, because he's starting 20th. Okay. For a guy like him, that's incredibly low. That's right. middle of row seven. He knows how to work his way up here at the Indy 500. He's finished in the top five three times in the top ten four times, and he's won the darn thing. He won it as a rookie in 2016 with a 100th running. So he's ready for a big jump. Colts player ready for a big jump. You ready for this? Go ahead. Mr. Obvious, Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Ready for a major jump in production from 2021 to 2022. Like New quarterback, Matt Ryan, from 2020 to 2021, he went from 63 catches down to 40. In fact, Frank Reich said that he's a guy that you should draft on your fantasy team. That. When a coach this says week. that, man, you got to yeah. listen. I mean, right. they're saying we're going to get this guy touches. Right. I mean, you got to you got to believe when a head coach says that about a specialist. So he's set for a big year in terms of yards from scrimmage. So Alexander Rossi and Naeem Hines. All right, I'm going to be pretty flat across the board. Play the chalk on this answer when it comes to the racing. My guy's Eddie Carpenter. Okay. All right, that's my guy. But he's I mean, starting fourth, though. I know, but he's, he's, ready, he's ready for a big jump. Has he won the 500 before? Yes he or not? Not. He is not. So that's what I'm saying. He All is right. ready for a big I'm jump. I'm with you. I got Eddie Carpenter there and ready for the next step. Watch this. Ball State's own Danny Pinner. Okay. The yeah, big he's going to start. He's I mean, got a great chance bro, to start. You've got 17 weeks where yeah. they're going to be counting on you. Not this spot duty stuff, and this guy's injured, so you go in. Danny Pinner, people are talking about you because this is one of the most feared offensive lines in the league as far as going up against defensive linemen. So, Danny Pinner, all eyes are on you. I'm I like those. Eddie those Carpenter. are good. Not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to number two. Don't count them out in 2022. Go start with your IndyCar driver. Right. Don't count them out in 22, and then give me your Colts player. All right, IndyCar guy, don't count them out. How can you count out the four-time champ, Elio, Elio Castroneves? No, don't count him out. You know, he had a bad qualifying day. He's yep. 27th on the grid. But I read this the other day on Elio. Castroneves has four wins and 21 starts at the Indianapolis 500, Jeffrey. Right. He's also had three runner-ups. And all three of those runner-ups rank among the closest finishes in the history of the event. So if you combine those results... Elio Castroneves is .5601 seconds from being a seven-time champ at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Wow, he's like Nicholas with second-place finishes in majors, yeah. man. He's like half a second away from winning three more so on may, top of the four coach, that he's already he won. He could be the best driver of all time. At I least mean, at even, the Speedway. Well, I know, yeah. but even with this record and not the wins, even. but I'm saying you're talking about seven seconds or whatever it is, less than that. To less win, than a half a second. Less than half a second Of winning win three seven. more. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying put him down yeah. right there. So right, don't so, count him out in 2022, Elio. How about the Colts side? So Kylan Granson. Oh, We've been nice. talking about Jelani Woods and Drew Ogletree and Mo Don't Alley count him out. Don't count out Kylan Granson. He was a rookie last year, only had 11 catches. Don't count him out. I know that the Colts are high on the guys they just brought in, but Kylan Granson is not chopped liver. The Colts drafted him for a reason, and they like what he can do lining up in multiple places in this offense. Love it. Don't count them out in 2022 for my IndyCar driver. I'm going to go on a stretch on this one and say um, Ed Carpenter. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't count him out. Okay, I'm, Eddie's I'm been around. A I mean, Benny. I mean, Eddie's been around. The team's been around. He got his own team. Jeffrey he was do driving. You, for do you stuff. need? Do you need a list of drivers? No, I don't. There's I need thirty other. No. There's thirty-one other guys you no, can pick Ed from. Ed listens to the show, by the way. He's at the track right now in his trailer. <laughs> okay. And I do need sweet tickets right now, but I'm sticking with Steady Eddie. Don't you know. count him out in 2022. He hasn't won one, but he's been around, and you yeah. know who he is. So don't count out Ed Carpenter. And then on the Colts ones, I reach for this one because. People might scratch their heads because I'm saying don't count out Ashton Doolin. Don't count him out. I don't think there was anything to count him out because he had such an upside in the you know the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of last year's season. Right. Uh, but big size kid, great speed, good hands. Has showed the remarkable freak athleticism that he has. Quick as a, I mean, well, he, I think up until now, run. most people when they hear Ashton Doolin's name, right. they immediately associate Specials. him with special. No, teams. I'm not doing that. He's more than I'm, that. I'm not doing that. No, he will be there. And by yeah. the way, he's a Pro Bowl gunner. But on the other side, he can catch the football. I so, agree. folks, just remember what I said. We're like, where are wide receivers? Where are they? Ashton Doolin's in the house, among many others, don't get me wrong, but this is a guy who has talent everywhere. So that is my guy that I am saying don't count them out. Here we go. Mr. Steady. Steady Freddy, okay? Who is that oh, person? Gosh. Yeah, you know what I'm going. But anyway. <laughs> well, see, now I hate my answer I because I did research. And you were saying. And now I hate my answer. Who's Mr. Steady? Because it's Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter. It is isn't for he, me. He's starting, he he's starting fourth. He's, he's the only, hometown he's guy. He's had the poll before. Right. No, he's had the poll, what, three times? He's a great oval guy. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So since 2013, he's qualified at least fourth six times. Steady Eddie. Okay. The only thing left for him to do, as you said, is win the darn thing. He's finished. He finished fifth last year, second in 18. He's been in the top five three times. He's always consistent, whether it's finishing yeah. high or qualifying high. So he's my Mr. Steady. I hate that answer because it's a great one. that's what you're going with. You know it. But uh, my Colts answer is Quentin Nelson. There it is. Because he's been – consistent at the highest of levels. In four years in the NFL, four All-Pro selections, he already has the most first-team All-Pro selections by a guard in franchise history, and he's only allowed four sacks in four years, over 4,000 snaps. So that's consistent. That is Mr. Steady. Okay, on my side for the drivers, obviously I'm going Steady Eddie Carpenter. Uh, (laughs) This is the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you one quick story about the last time I saw Ed Carpenter was uh, months ago. Months ago, when they still had the uh, you-must-wear-a-mask-in-a-store mandate that was on there, I went into a bagel shop on a Sunday morning, and there was a guy at the counter going ballistic because they said, I'm not going to serve you unless you put a mask on, sir. And he is yelling. He is, throw, you know, hands up in the air and everything. And I look over, and it's Ed Carpenter, and I've known that a few years. So I walk over, and I'm like, are we okay here, Ed, right now? And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm just waiting to see what this guy's doing. He seems like a real... And he did. He just left in a huff. But that was the so, last time I so saw him. So Ed Carpenter was not the guy losing, no. losing his mind. Ed okay. was there in a yeah. mask like myself. This was yeah. in the heat of you know COVID. So he was trying mandates. to keep the peace. He, well, we were there both saying if if this guy jumps a little bit, there's uh, me and you know Ed yeah. and about four other you know housewives <laughs> there that were in there, and it was just women and I. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, hey, if something happens with this guy, yeah, we got to take over. Yeah, I'm going to put the coat over his head and lead him outside. You know, <laughs> Jeez. take your mask on. Anyway, wow. that's the last time I saw Eddie. He is my Mister Steady when it comes to this. This race, I think it is the year. That'll be the greatest story, and I did tell him that at that day. I said, Ed, it's going to be a great day when you win this hometown race of right. yours. Talk about a movie waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. It's Ed Carpenter. He's been born you and raised produce on it. these. I will do that. Eddie, you win it, I'll produce it. All right, Mr. Steady, I'm going to the defensive line. And, Matt, when you're an offensive lineman or you're a quarterback and you're walking up to the uh, 
you know, the defensive line. There's two sets. I mean, there's a lot of big men looking at you. I know where you're going. I don't want to say T-Rex-like, but he is such a mammoth man, and on top of it, he's such a great leader that this Colts defense goes through 99 to Forrest Buckner. It starts on the defensive line of scrimmage, and that's the one that I'm calling Mr. Steady because everyone else around him will be able to do their jobs better Mm -hmm. because he does his job great. And I'm talking about Darius Leonard. I'm talking about Kenny Moore. I'm talking about the safeties coming up. He's going to manhandle two guys, sometimes three guys on plays. DeForest Buckner, yeah. that's the kind of guy that you say is Mr. Steady, and we've got him, and we got him locked up, and he's the best. And he never business. misses games. Never. Never. He Love plays it. He plays through a lot of junk. Matt, I had fun with this thing. I hope that, people out I thought that worked did. out pretty good. It did. I had fun with the game. I mean, we had a good comparison. And to we obviously. also found out you love Ed Carpenter, Ed and Carpenter. You, you have no idea who else is in the race on I Sunday. don't. I know Rossi's <laughs> in the race. Because I said so. That's right. And then, uh, no, but I will say this. My two favorite guys, uh, Connor Daly and Ed Carpenter. Okay, so yeah. hats off to both you guys. Those are friends of mine who I've met through the years and just have seen them in passing at events and everything. Yeah, and good so, dudes. And especially Ed, uh, I tell you what, you're ready, brother. You too, Connor. Go out get that flag, man. Get no that doubt. flag. So have fun this weekend. Be safe. Everybody out at the track. It's the world watching this weekend, Maytay. All eyes are on Indianapolis and central Indiana, so let's have a put on a great show for everybody to see. I enjoyed this show. Thank you, Maytay. We always do. Have a great weekend, man. Three-day weekend. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Coming up, Trackside with Kirk Cavan and our buddy Kevin Lee right after this. This is the last word. 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.